Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of. This is episode 70, and I'm one of your hosts, Jerry. In just a moment, Brandon is going to join us, and he's going to share with us, uh, really, this is these are all the outtakes from episode 69. Uh, believe it or not, a lot of times when we have an outtake, we, we don't have anything to do with it. It just gets deleted, and it's gone. But when we were recording episode 69, for some weird reason... Brandon just kept talking about tips that would help you level up your career or level up your business. And when I looked back at those outtakes, I, I told Brandon, hey, you got a whole episode right here, about 25 minutes worth of content that'll help you, our listeners, level up in your career, level up in your business. So Brandon is going to join us in just a moment. Just keep in mind, these are kind of the outtakes that just happen to be too good to just leave on the cutting room floor. The digital cutting room floor, if you will. Yeah, I'm cheesy like that. So here we go, and we're going to talk about some tips to help you level up in your career or in your business. Uh, the book that I read this year that really stood out to me is called The Three Signs of a Miserable Job. <laughs> it's, it's funny because it's kind of a parable on... Uh, on work and you know finding the best way to live your life not yeah. just staying in a job because you're there and the funny thing about this and i know some people that i used to work with listen to this podcast and i love you guys to death i really really do this is not why i left but it <laughs> it, it was a a little bit of a precursor to my thinking in the sense and they gave us all this book which was funny they they oh, handed the irony book out. irony and and it, it it's by a guy named, uh, and I'll mispronounce it, but his first name's Patrick, uh, Le- Leone or Leasoni. I'm not positive how you pronounce that, but it's the three signs of a miserable job. And he basically just talks about, uh, it's a, a parable, but it's, it's about satisfaction in what you're doing, mm-hmm. doing something that matters. And when I read this book, I just thought, this is completely true. I agree with everything in the book, but I don't do it. <laughs> and it, it's time for me to do that. And so that was that was when I really got serious about I need to start doing something with my day yeah. that means something to me that doesn't just make me a good living, but actually means something to me. That was the book that basically woke you up from just having this information and actually acting on it, it sounds like. Right. And and it's funny because in the little synopsis on Amazon, it says millions of workers, even those who have carefully chosen careers based on true passions and interests, dread going to work, suffering each day as they trudge to jobs that make them cynical, weary and frustrated. And that was my job. I loved the people. Yeah. And, and still talk to a lot of them uh, now. But I just I didn't find meaning in the work. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, that was what was most important. Were we doing something that mattered? Yeah. And and I do a lot of things that matter. I have a lot of other things that I do. But in my Monday through Friday, eight to five, I just didn't do something that I felt mattered to me. Mm-hmm. And so this really kind of put it into perspective because it's a great story of just, you know, loss and and, and living and, and growing old and, and the end and all of that. And it's not a sad book, but it does 
does put in perspective how you spend most of your time doing something you don't enjoy. That's a miserable life, and you shouldn't live that way. Yeah. And it's funny because it says the three signs of a miserable job, and I actually came up with quite a few signs of a miserable job. And and one of them, and, and Jamie, when she was on here with us, we talked about walking up those stairs every day felt like checking back into prison not yeah. because the people or the place was bad but i just i wasn't doing something i was passionate about mm-hmm. i was doing something i had to do and that's really what drives beyond the rut is we talk about if you're doing something because it's comfortable it's safe you make a good living you've got benefits it literally if you don't shoot somebody you're going to have that job for the rest of your life but you're not passionate about it, stop doing that job. Take a risk. Do yeah. something that matters to you. And you know, and you and I had lunch the other day, and we were talking about uh, just listening to you talk about what you do. You don't tell stories about what happened. You tell stories about what you did. Yeah. And, and it's, it's the participation in your job that matters. Do you want to be a part of it? Now, we all have meetings and paperwork and junk we don't like to do, but – does most of it drive you to try to do it better? You know, do you, do you feel like you own it? Yeah. And and that's what's most important, whatever you do Monday through Friday. Does it line up with your purpose in life and what you really want to accomplish and, and the impact you want to make on the world? Right. So, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. Or do, or do you have to say, and and I get everybody's in a different place. Some, some people may not be ready to leave that job or do something different yet, but are you in – in a position where you tell people how much you like what you do, or are you in a position where you tell them, this is what I have to do right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this pays the bills, the mortgage, and we all have that, and we all have to take care of that. But do you brag about how much you love your job? You know, and that's great. And there's people at where I used to work that do brag. They love the place, and that's awesome. I'm, I'm thrilled for them. But what I do now, I can actually say I enjoy doing. And and when five o'clock rolls around, sometimes I'm like, but I I don't really want to stop yet. I'm not done. I want to yeah. I want to make a little bit more progress. And that's how you want to feel at your job. You want to feel like you own it, so you want to take it a little bit further. Yeah, I, I know for me because I mean we've mentioned a number of times that I really love the work I'm doing, and I, I run into folks that you know when you talk to them, they're like, oh, thank God it's Friday. And for me, I'm like, it's Friday already. Exactly. Shoot, I've got so much to do, so much I want to accomplish, and there's this project I want to get done, and but it's time to go for real. Like yep. you're, you're turning off the lights. Okay, I gotta go. Okay, gotta go, and, and you know because I do want to have that work life balance. So that's that's very important. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed so much. On their days, I lose track of time. I'm like, what day is it? Right. Oh, it's only Monday. Wow. Cool. I I did enough work to think it was Wednesday or Thursday already, <laughs> and, and that's where you really have to. You have to be a great leader, but you have to work for great leaders. And if you have people that you work for that are that are great and they want to exceed expectations and, and do great things, that's a little easier to work at. But if you're in a position now where your leaders or you're, maybe your just direct manager is just a stonewall, he doesn't want progress. He doesn't want anything to change. He certainly doesn't want you to uh, excel above him. He wants everybody to just kind of status quo type stuff yeah then that's where you've got to look at books to teach you what you can do to get around him over him you know across whatever it takes to get past that because they're present in every organization you know if you've got an organization more than three people on it one of them's probably one of those that doesn't like progress so you've got to learn and reading is the absolute best way to do that 
And I think we've we've kind of adopted this concept of you got to start at the bottom and put in your time of 20, 30 years at a company. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you start at the bottom, you know, sweeping the floors or carrying the mail, if you're really working hard and you're really trying these these practices of, of hacking the system, you should be able to get promoted pretty quick. And then you become one of those guys that's 25, 30 years old in a position that normally would be a 40-year-old. And everybody looks at you funny, but it's like, well, if you do a good job, you can excel past most people fairly quickly. Oh, yeah. Because most people don't read. Most people don't put in the extra effort. Most people don't care about. And I tell people this all the time, especially my kids. You need to care about that piece of trash on the ground as much as the boss or the owner does. Because that shows him or her that you want this company to succeed. You're owning the company. Despite what the papers might say or what your paycheck says, you're taking ownership of this place. Oh, yeah. And and those kind of uh, practices will make you a success. Yeah. I mean, owners are, I mean, one, they're looking for people who are productive. But the other big thing they're looking for is who eats, lives, and breathes the organization as if it was their own organization. Who who drank the Kool-Aid with me? Yeah. That kind of thing. And when I go out of town, do I know you're going to care about this company as much as I do? You know? Yeah. In my case, are all your shirts purple? (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, half of them are. (laughs) And half my ties. (laughs) Another book I read uh, this year, and I actually read it for the second time, was uh, Delivering Happiness by the CEO of Zappos, Tony Shea. Oh, wow. Awesome, awesome book. This book is, to me, Zappos is one of the best companies in the world because he he is instilled this culture that they get thousands and thousands of resumes every day, people wanting to work there. Oh, the yeah, problem right. is nobody ever leaves the place because it's such a great place to work. But one tidbit that I got from it that I just absolutely love is he will pay new employees $2,000 to quit. Really? Yeah. He will go into the training about two weeks in and offer them $2,000 to just quit because his theory is if you're willing to take $2,000 and get out, then he doesn't want you in the company long-term anyway. Yeah, because you're going to quit for the next paid raise that comes right. along from and somebody so else. So the investment he's making in you is going to be way more than $2,000, keeping you on for three months, six months, two years, mm-hmm. if you're going to leave anyway. So he would rather cut his losses and get rid of you and get somebody who ultimately really wants to stay. Yeah. And so what he gets is the people that want to stay, that become raving fans that are like, you know, I wouldn't leave Zappos for any amount of money because this is the greatest place in the world to work. Yeah. And if you can learn to build a culture like that, then you can be a huge success. And I know some people listening are saying, but you can't always do that, you know, because of this, that, and the other and all that. Well, this is a billion-dollar company that is a huge success, trains people constantly from other companies, travel to Las Vegas to their headquarters to be trained, to go through their system, to learn how to do customer service. Why would you not listen to whatever he's doing? And this book is a great read. It's a really interesting book. All right, Karen, Lisa, if either of you are listening, we need to go check out Zappos and see what they're doing. Because um, one thing we've been doing is we've been exploring other companies outside of healthcare to see what they do for recruitment and retention and development. So there we go. This is a great they <laughs> compliments had, of Brandon there. We we got a new lead to follow. I will I will go with you. But um, in in Las Vegas, they just built shoes. a state of state of the art. Uh, headquarters there that people take tours of all the time but people sign up to go through their classes constantly and it i don't know what the waiting list is now but the last time i checked because we had actually considered going a couple of years ago um 
the waiting list was about six months to get to go through their training because it is just over the top. They make customer or uh, company culture the number one priority because if you care more about the company mm-hmm. than you do about you know raises or what your coworkers doing or gossip or you know everything else then you will work better and and do more now he is extremely generous he takes really good care of his employees you know they have snacks and parties and celebrations and stuff it's a lot of really cool stuff that they do but the the thing that to me that impresses me the most is he he doesn't waste time with people that are not the right fit and one of the biggest problems in companies now, and everyone listening to this is thinking of somebody they work with right now that really should have been fired, probably should have never been hired. Yeah. They're just not the right fit. Now, maybe they're a great person, but they're not the right fit for that place. Yeah. And if somebody would make that decision, not only for that employee, but for the rest of the employees, the company overall would be better. Oh, huge. Big time. You know, big and, time. And I know there's laws and all that kind of stuff, but his theory is I would rather face that than have an employee in my company that really doesn't want to be here. Yeah. And there are techniques to use that people can identify who is a good fit culturally and not with the organization. Our company just adopted something similar, and I'll try to explain enough without, I guess, giving away proprietary information. So in any case, there's the the behavioral interview model. So tell me of a situation when this and you leave it open-ended and you just keep yourself from filling in the blanks for the other person. Cause people do that. They're like, oh yeah. oh yeah. What do you think about filling in for people when they call in sick? Well, you just told them what you're looking for. Oh yeah. I don't mind covering for people when they call in sick. Right. And, and uh, what about education? Do you value education? Cause we have education. Oh yeah. I totally love education, man. Yeah. And so what we adopted was a process where we don't do that. We just said, tell us about when this happened to you. Right. And we don't even say, tell us when it, what you did to make it work out or not work out. We just tell, tell us about a time when, and then we look for four components to their response in a star format, which that's kind of public information. That's not proprietary, but then we also do what's called a peer interview process. So if it's an emphatic yes from the manager, like, Oh, I totally have to have this guy now. Then it's like, okay, now before I say yes to this person, let me have, my team look at them because these are the guys who are going to work with this guy. I yeah. do that. Everybody yeah. I interview, I do that. Yeah. And then they're trained up on what not to ask. Like, Hey, are you married? Right. Do you have kids? Like, cause you can't ask that. That's illegal. Uh, you can get around it. But yeah. then <laughs> what, what we found is that people let their guard down when the spotlight is gone. Oh yeah. And that same person who was stellar to the manager, all of a sudden it's like, Hey, so you guys cool with me calling in sick every couple of weeks to go surfing. Right. And they're like, no. <laughs> in an interview, you're getting really bad information because it's like a first date. Yeah. You know, you're acting your best. You're dressed like you normally don't dress. And you're saying things like you just said, I'm going to answer every question based on how you ask it. Mm-hmm. So if I see pictures of your kids and dogs and, you know, surfing or whatever it is in your office, I'm going to talk about those things because yeah. a good interviewer will will break out of that mold. But a good interviewee will pick up on all that stuff. Yeah. I know what you care about based on your shirt, your hat, what you talk about. And, and I'm going to try to impress you. And it's just like a first date. So hiring somebody after one interview a one-on-one interview is like marrying somebody after the first date yeah you know that just would be insane and you think about all the people you've been on really bad first dates with yeah i'm not gonna tell you i've got chlamydia on the first day. wait wait what <laughs> what? Uh, what and that's why we have an edit button <laughs> mark this moment okay uh. 
And it, it's so funny because that's that's the other thing that uh, wait wait for the record I do not have chlamydia. Yeah. Okay, we can go on. <laughs> that's the other thing they do at Zappos is you know you have an interview with HR or whatever, but then you have another interview with the people that you're actually going to work with. Yeah, which it cracks me up. So many companies don't get this because if I'm going to work side by side with you every day. Don't you want to know what kind of person I am? Oh, yeah. At least meet me. And instead, what a lot of companies do is I see them just put somebody, hey, Jerry, here's your new coworker, John, and good luck with that. Yeah. And it turns out you have such different personalities. Maybe he's qualified and you're qualified, but you have such different personalities. It's a terrible fit. So you're immediately looking for another job or at least in another department mm-hmm. you want to transfer. Yeah. And this guy's miserable because he doesn't know how to talk to you. Yeah. And and we don't spend the time to make sure two people can work together because we're so worried about getting sued and we're so worried about all these HR rules. But honestly, you can follow all the rules and still get a, a sense of what somebody's personality is. Yeah. But like you said, just asking these open ended questions to get a sense of what they're going to do. You could or you know, you could be wrong. There's always that chance. I recently hired somebody that uh, actually just yesterday we uh, made him full time because he's just doing such a great job. I really in, enjoy working with him. But he's basically it works with everybody in the whole organization because he's our network admin. So he needs to be able to communicate with everybody. So I needed somebody that had skill, but also I had to have somebody that could communicate. That mm-hmm. was the most important thing to me. And I hire passion. I hire, you know, communication and passion because I know I have to teach you what to do. Nobody already knows what to do. So if you're not passionate and you don't have that communication skill, how am I ever going to get you where I need you to go? Yeah. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. And speaking on that, I mean, if you're the guy who is getting terminated every 90 days or every six months or a year, there's something to consider. And I just read this in a John C. Maxwell book and it had to do with attitude and it it was around uh, actually more specifically character. So you can be equipped with skills and skills and experience will typically be what gets you the job in most places. It's your character. That's going to let you keep that job. And if you're getting yourself fired within a year, everywhere you go, there is something about your character that you just need to look inside and really challenge yourself. And I could, I can't tell you what it is. It's different for everybody. You know, uh, my brother had a bad habit for a long time of challenging his boss to a fight in the parking lot. That's usually a bad idea. He could never understand why that job ended with him being escorted out by security and being met with a police officer. He just never understood that. And it just, it's like, cause you can't take the tough guy bravado into the workplace. There's just no place for it. I mean, right. that, there's why there, that's why there are laws and policies against workplace violence. Right. Because of you brother. <laughs> that's a great, and you're not going to, 
really connect with everybody. You know, you can't be friends with the people you lead necessarily. Yeah. You might find one or two you can, but, you know, I, I have a, a, my staff now is a very different from me. They're very technical. They're very uh, introverted, you know, and mm-hmm. they're, they're just different from me. I'm not going to reach every one of them the same way. Some yeah. like to talk, some don't. You know, we, we talked about at one point about celebrating accomplishments and, and maybe employee of the quarter kind of thing. The first thing they did when we got back to our office and as a team were alone from the rest of the staff was said, please don't do that. We don't <laughs> want to be celebrated in front of everybody. And so you have to recognize that. You blew their cover, witness yeah, protection. Absolutely. And one <laughs> Did of the, you have a guy leave the country after that party? <laughs> I don't think it was necessarily because of that. I might be connecting the wrong home. dots here, yeah. but yes. <laughs> and one of the first things I asked my staff when I went to work there, and I do this everywhere I go, is how do you like to be rewarded? You need to find out how the people that work with you and around you or maybe for you want to be recognized and rewarded because to put everybody up on the big screen and sing a song and celebrate them to some people that's torture yeah and some people don't want a gift card they don't want uh, money they want just a kind word hey jerry good job you did a great job on that project thanks a lot that's all they want yeah other people might want a gift card or a big celebration and and you know celebrate with the whole company point here's jerry and you're on the front cover of the newsletter or whatever it is You've got to know that in order to reach everyone on an individual basis. And I had a boss out on the uh, uh, base whenever I worked out there. And one day he came down and he gave us all hockey tickets. And we have a local hockey team here. No offense to the hockey team or people who like hockey, but I don't get it at all. I don't see the point of sitting around a big chunk of ice watching people ice skate. But well, it's the only sport where you can legally suit up and try to kill somebody and knock their teeth out. Well, that's what MMA is for. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's that sport, too, I guess. <laughs> but the guy said, you know, I don't know why he gave us these. I don't want to go to a hockey game. And so sometimes you're giving a reward to people that they don't want. You know, it's of no use to them. And most of my guys, they don't like sports. So if, if I was to take them all to a football game, they would just think, well, why do we have to do this? I don't want to do this. So you, you've got to know not only who your leaders are when we were talking about reading and, and finding out where they're going. you got to find out what your coworkers and your staff want. What yeah. do they expect from you? And it's so easy. Just ask them. Yeah. Instead of just this is the way I learned it from John Maxwell and this way we're going to do it. That's not what Maxwell says. You know, (laughs) you got to learn what your staff wants. Yeah. The, The five love languages is a good book that relates to that. Just keep in mind that you can't touch. Your, your coworkers. So there's appropriate and very inappropriate touches, sexual harassment laws, and so on. So when it comes to touch, don't worry about that one. Focus yeah. on the other ones. But it, it is a good book to help you recognize how people like to be appreciated. You can have the best product in the world, and, and thousands of companies have failed that had a much better product than the other guy. Yeah. But they didn't have leadership. And if without a leader, it really doesn't matter what your product or your organization is trying to accomplish from, you know, being healthcare or maybe you're selling computers or you're you're selling a service of some kind. If there's not leadership, it doesn't matter who has the better product. Yeah. And and you can make an argument for, you know, was the iPhone better than the Nokia at one point? No, not even <laughs> close. Nokia was blowing them out of the water as far as quality. Yeah. But Apple had better leadership. They had better marketing. They had they had better vision. They had a better why. They, the way they communicated exactly. their why. I, 
Simon Sinek's Start With Why was one of the books I read this year. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I know that one. <laughs> and, and Zappos is the same way. Zappos yeah. is not the best organization in the world or wasn't at one time at selling shoes. And that's where they started. They have great shoes and I bought shoes from them. Uh, but they had a better uh, better why. You know, why should I choose this versus going to, uh, you know, um, pay less or I don't even know where you academy wherever you buy shoes now mm-hmm. uh, I don't buy shoes very I wear flip-flops all the time so um, why would you choose us over somebody else you know in the business that I'm in now the organization I work with you know why would you choose us over somebody else well it's the why it's the the people behind our product that makes yeah. you want to come to us and and that's what you need that's what I love about business books is it teaches you why somebody does it. And even uh, General McChrystal's book on Team of Teams, he he applies that principle to every organization that he learned in the military. Uh, what advice do you have for us on attitude? So final word attitude. on attitude wow. and character. Yeah, or uh, more specifically around, um, you know, clicking in with your company or... Yeah, for your boss. So in the workplace, attitude right. in the workplace, and 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 that's where attitude really sets the pace for your life. You know, if you're listening to this saying "I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't," then that's probably the rut you're in. You know, so you've really got to focus on your attitude this year. Of how can I, instead of saying "I can't do something," how can I say "I can"? I've got this boss that that he just never listens to me. I've got this coworker and she's always sabotaging me. Instead of saying these things to yourself, and in an earlier episode we talked about how you talk to yourself is really the most vital thing in the world because you've got to quit saying, I can't do this, or she's going to do this, or he's going to do this, and start saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to set this as as a precedent in my life. I'm going to be more positive at work despite her. I'm going to focus on accomplishing things at work despite my boss or my position or my salary or wherever I work now. It's not the best office or the best situation or whatever it is. I'm going to focus on my attitude in order to accomplish my goals. And I'm not going to focus anymore on the negative side of my coworker or boss or his boss or her boss or whatever it is. I'm going to focus on me and my attitude and start to believe in myself. And maybe there's a book out there that you need to read that will just be more positive, you know, to speak some positive things into your life. Put some stuff on your bathroom mirror, you know, change your attitude and you will change where you go in life. That is a hundred percent factual truth in life. If you will just change your attitude towards it. Fabulous. Awesome. (laughs) You too can be fabulous. Cool. If you like what you heard in this episode, head over to iTunes. You can find us quickly by going to beyondtherut.com slash iTunes and then leave us a rating and a review. After that, share us with a friend, a family member, a coworker, even that neighbor across the street. Thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of Beyond the Rut. Take care.
quick shout out to Interview Valet. Thank you so much for that review you left for us on iTunes. Uh, we're glad that we brought you some great content here. And we'll, we'll pass it on to Sarah that you were especially moved by the interview we did with her. In fact, you said, what an uplifting and inspirational show. I was especially moved by Sarah's interview who shared all about the new doors she has stepped through while staying in faith and trust. This podcast is a great reminder of how to stay devoted while moving forward and seeing what wonderful adventures life has in store for you. It's reviews like this that let Brandon and I know that we're on the right track and we're helping you. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you on another episode. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.